Hello, you're listening to episode 183, and today we're chatting about how your ketones are impacted by various things, not just what you're eating, but how you feel, what you do, think, how you move, everything. How stress has a large impact on your ketone generation than you may think, and I really, really, really Like at the end of this episode, I want you to understand that there are so many variables impacting your ability to register ketones and that just because you're testing and those numbers are low doesn't mean it's not working. If I could like give you the highlight of the episode in just a couple of words is it's if you're feeling really great and things are changing, but your ketones are not registering, keep doing the things that are making you feel great. And I'll get into why your ketones might be lower how what you think and do and how you move affects it and a whole bunch more. Now, if you want to get really, really deep in this stuff and you're like, I love geeking out on everything keto and really understanding my body, I highly recommend going to happyketobody.com. Now, if you have questions about today's content or you think that I should be mentioning things that I haven't on the podcast yet, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. And I'm still on a book tour right now. I'm having a blast. I've met so many amazing humans. Thank you to everyone who's come out. I'm still going to a couple other places. So if you are living in the United States or Canada, head on over to ketodietbook.com slash tour and see if I'm coming to your city. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code KETOPODCAST. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. So I've broken up this episode into a couple of parts. First, I'm going to read from a blog post that I wrote quite some time ago about how stress can impact your ketones. Then I want to explain how keto can be achieved by the proper workout strategy to help reduce your amount of glycogen, therefore boosting your ketones. And then I want to cut over to a recording that I did a while ago on how to work out on keto. So the first piece how stress can impact your ketones. Now, this is a big thing. And like, I would say 99.9% of all women feel like they're not stressed, but then you you have like a non-stressful period. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I was so stressed. So a really good example, like just a little story time. I have been working nonstop since like, uh, I would say like June, 2016, like literally nonstop, like nonstop, no weekends off, no nothing. And when keto for women launched, I was so drained. Like by June 18th, I was so drained. I could barely move. And so I just stopped working completely for like four weeks. I did no work. 
It was awesome. I meditated. I did yoga. I hung out with friends. It was fabulous. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, I live a very stressful lifestyle and I didn't even realize. And so sometimes it takes us stepping back, like going on vacation, reading a bunch of books to be like, oh my gosh, I live a very stressful life. So I want you to keep that in mind when I'm talking about stress, because so, so many of us think that it's okay when it's really not. So how do carbs increase your overall life stress? High blood sugar causes cellular stress, calling on the adrenals to level the playing field. And this is the problem. We eat breakfast, our blood sugar rises, stress rate rises, cortisol is released, insulin is released to move glucose to our cells, fight or flight kicks in, digestive processes stop, blood sugar lowers, cortisol remains high, you become hungry, you eat, and the process begins all over again. Only this time, cortisol levels are heightened. Your body isn't digesting food properly, and you're likely lethargic, cranky, and a bit on edge. This constant rise and fall in blood sugar at most every meal and snack for years and years is very hard on the body. The more work you give your adrenals by overeating sugars and starches, the more stress you put on your adrenal glands every single day, no matter how many breathing techniques, yoga classes, or meditations you inject into your life. The more dysfunctional these hormones are, the more damaged your metabolism. You aren't processing foods properly, you aren't healing, you aren't managing blood sugar, and it becomes a real mess. And this, in the end, leads to glucose intolerance, insulin resistance, your body can no longer deal with the demand. Now, here's some signs that carbs are stressing you out. Now, this might not apply to you because I'm guessing that you're already um, reducing your carbs and we're going to get to how to reverse it and things. So, signs that carbs are stressing you out. You can't sleep, dark eye circles, irregular menstruation, overwhelm, puffy, stiff and sore body, physically exhausted, afternoon energy lulls, a poor digestion, weight gain, mental fog, lousy immune, low libido. So how do you reverse this vicious cycle? For many, a whole food-based eating style that's lower in carbohydrates and stimulants is essential to allow the adrenal glands time to rest and recover. This doesn't mean eliminating all carbohydrate sources. It just means less, far less than what we're eating. A clean, whole foods lifestyle can range anywhere between 50 to 60% of our total intake from carbohydrates. If you are in the business of following a stress-free eating style, 20% of your total intake from carbohydrates is a great first step. And don't worry, you're not alone with your cravings. With a couple of small adjustments, you can kick those cravings to the curb and start to feel good. So once we kind of get out of the sugar highs and lows, like what I explained, what cortisol is doing, we can really start to manage our blood sugar. But remember that anytime we are stressed, we are still dealing with that cortisol increase. So if you are living a stressful lifestyle and you're dealing with some blood sugar regularities, insulin resistance, uh, maybe your ketones aren't generating properly. The first place I tell all women to look at is their stress level because when our cortisol is elevated, our body cannot generate ketones. So let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the proper workout strategy just before we cut over to the working out on keto piece. So Right before we start eating keto, we have all this glycogen in our body, which is how glucose is stored in our body when it's not converted to triglycerides and stored as fat in our body. So we've maxed out our glycogen. It's all in our body. It's waiting to be used. And the only way to really use up that glycogen like effectively is through high intensity interval training. So what I recommend a lot of women do is that we start the ketogenic diet. We get in a good place. We get a little bit of our energy back and we start doing high intensity interval training techniques. 
or, or workouts, I guess you could say. You can go on the interwebs, type in H-I-I-T, free workouts. You'll get a whole bunch. Like, it's super easy. You can find YouTube videos on this stuff. And if you just do it two or three times a week, that's usually enough to drain down your glycogen and keep your body in that fat-burning state. Now, I still do hit two to three times a week and have always done it on keto because it's a great way to just like get rid of the glycogen, constantly be firing your body to get rid of that last bit of glycogen because your body will always try to replenish it up. And by constantly working it, removing it a couple of times a week. Now I said constantly, that's not fair. A couple of times a week, removing it helps you maintain that fat burning state a lot better. And that's what I find really works for me in staying kind of the way that I want with my ketogenic diet. So now that I've kind of set the phase for that, I'm going to cut over to a recording that I did a couple of months ago on how to work out on keto, some strategies you can use, whether you're doing aerobic or anaerobic training, and a bunch of little tidbits. And I also answer many of her questions about working out. So if you have like a common question, which most of us do, we all kind of ask the same questions. I answered as many as I could on this recording. So let's cut over to that now. And I hope you'll learn a whole bunch. Hello, Facebook and YouTube, the interwebs. Uh, you're probably hearing coconut drinking right now. She's a hot mess when she drinks. There's water all over the floor already. And it's not even noon. Okay, today we're going to be chatting all about how to incorporate workouts with your ketogenic diet, how to manipulate your macros if you're worried about that, how to not feel flat when you're at the gym or moving your body and all the things. I'm going to be reading from my newest book, Keto for Women. I'm going to be reading from page 205 until I've read too much and then I'll stop because there's a bunch of stuff in here about workouts. We might not get to all of it, but I thought it would be helpful because I get a ton of questions about this. Of course, coconuts only thirsty, thirsty rather when we're live. That's, that's the way it is. <laughs> and I've been doing these book readings now for a couple of months and I'm really, really enjoying it. So thanks so much for hanging out with me. I'm going to summarize all of the book readings once I'm all done so you guys can have them all in one place if you miss any of these videos don't worry about it and if you guys have questions about working out on keto how to adjust it all feel free to just list it in the comments that's the benefit of joining me for a live so list it in the comments on Instagram here and on Facebook I think it's also at the bottom somewhere here or maybe on the side right there there we go um, so feel free to ask me any questions as I read okay so this is in chapter six. We're on step three. So in Keto for Women, I outlined three steps on how to become a ketogenic lady. And step three is how to customize your fat-fueled life. So let's get started. I'll kind of show you what the page looks like so you can get a sense. Okay, let's dig in. Bringing movement into it. There's definitely an argument to be made for fat adaption in athletes. The fat adapted athlete who weighs 150 pounds or 68 kilograms, PS, everything in the book is standard and metric. So no matter where you are, you understand what numbers I'm saying and has 10% body fat has the equivalent of 15 pounds of pure fat on their body, which translates to 52,500 calories of available energy. The glucose burning athlete who weighs 150 pounds, 68 kilograms, and has 10% body fat can store around 600 grams of glycogen, which translates to 2,400 calories of available energy. So let's compare that 52,500 available calories in the keto adapted body versus 2,400 available calories in the sugar burning body. I'm pretty sure the keto adapted athlete comes out on top with this one. 
I can't wait until it's released. I'm hoping something in there will help me figure out why I haven't lost a pound on keto, but I feel awesome. So I keep going. I've actually put together a free guide on losing weight on keto and it's a sample from keto for women. So if you go to ketoforwomen.com, you can grab that free sample of the book and it has, I think, is it 17 pages or 21 pages? I can't remember. Maybe 17, maybe 21. It's 50, 50 pages on how to lose weight on keto based on some structures and um, plans that maybe you haven't tried before. Okay, cool. Let's continue. However, the benefits of being fat adapted may vary depending on the kind of training you're doing. Aerobic training, also known as cardio, where endurance is required, includes activities like swimming, rowing, boxing, running, or walking. And anaerobic training, where short bursts of energy are required, includes activities like powerlifting, resistant band exercises, bodyweight exercises, and high-intensity interval training or HIIT. In ketosis, the body finds it easy to access fat for fuel during aerobic training, but it's a bit more challenging during anaerobic training. With anaerobic training, a certain amount of muscle glycogen, glucose stored in the muscles, is required. Some ketogenic anaerobic athletes experience no issues whatsoever with their performance, whereas others find the need to increase their intake of carbohydrates whenever they're engaging in anaerobic activities. I've experienced this personally as my body composition goals have shifted over the course of my ketogenic journey. Some maneuvering of macronutrients has been necessary in order to achieve results. For instance, when I wanted to bulk up muscle, I practiced daily carb loading before rather after workouts. Whereas when I wanted to lean out, I switched to plenty of aerobic training with no carb loading at all. As always, I encourage you to do what feels best and most natural to your body. Okay, I'm just gonna check. Oh, hey, Jenny. Hi. How you doing? Okay, let's just make sure I didn't miss any questions. Morning, Leanne, you're wonderful. Thanks. It's not every day you get a nice sweet message like that in the morning. Okay, flipping to the next page. So We have the less is more approach. When I was glucose fueled, I had to work out really hard and eat a lot to get the results I wanted in the gym. And I dealt with loads of inflammation, cravings, weight gain, and hormone imbalance because of it. I was pushing myself too hard and had everything backwards. Little did I know that there was a way that I could have it all. I could feel great, move my body in a way that felt good, look great, and and not have to spend hours and hours in the gym. So let's keep going. Don't get me wrong, I love going to the gym and really enjoy being active, but being a slave to my workout regime, feeding the more is more mentality and living in fear of not going to the gym, it just wasn't working for me. For this reason, the whole concept of enduring and hating every moment of working out so I can obtain a hot body doesn't appeal to me anymore, but it wasn't an overnight change of heart. Becoming fat adapted and using fat as your primary fuel source takes time. And it encourages the body to use food differently. The process is efficient, creates energy, involves the entire body, and allows us the opportunity to see our workouts from a less is more perspective, as opposed to a more is more approach that we're all so used to. Yet another reason why I love nutritional ketosis, I spend less time working out and more time living. There are three kinds of workouts that I enjoy in a ketogenic state. Movement, recommended daily. A brisk walk or calming yoga practice session each day inspires lasting change by reinforcing healthy choices and encouraging strong bones, a light spirit, and a happy mind. Whether you choose to set up steps per day goal or just get out in nature and enjoy yourself, the point is to move. 
blast some tunes or find your favorite podcast and get your blood flowing. So that's like the base of what all of us can do on keto without having to adjust our macros or worry about anything. I'm heading over to Amazon now. Love your books. And my kids will actually eat the recipes from your books. Major mom win. Oh, thanks. Life with our three littles. That's cute. Um, Strength building recommended two to three times per week. When we think of strength building, we often think of going to the gym and lifting weights, but it can also mean engaging in a fun activity like power yoga, golfing, dancing, racket sports, tennis, archery, or paddleboarding. I find that the more you enjoy the activity, the more you'll naturally and effortlessly want to just do it. High intensity recommended one to two times per week. High intensity workouts help balance hormones, flush the system of toxin, uh, toxins, rather, boost metabolic rate and clear the mind. Go pedal to the metal for a couple of minutes during your strength building sessions or find a HIIT program to follow online. Keep in mind that high intensity training can be as short as five minutes. I find it easiest to wedge it in before my morning shower and you only need to do it once or twice a week. Now, further along, I know that I have exercise protocols and outlines. So further along, um, we're probably not going to get to that today. I outline a couple of my favorites that you don't need equipment for it's like literally you can just do it anywhere and then also I outline exactly what to eat when to eat based on those workouts so that's helpful okay how would you get in shape I mean heart health so we're not out of breath it takes time the not out of breath aerobic situation just takes time you just gotta do it walking really helps just constantly working on it and it'll slowly improve over time back to today's episode in a sec If you're not familiar with Paleo Valley, they make one of my most favorite healthful keto snacks, 100% grass-fed beef sticks and 100% pasture-raised turkey sticks, and they're also fermented. Each stick contains 1 billion CFUs of probiotics to benefit the health of your gut and strengthen your immune system. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive, and dye-free, as well as being preservative-free. Many of the flavors are 100% free from carbohydrates and the best part they're really really tasty now you can shop all things paleo valley load up your cart and apply a 20 percent discount code to everything in your cart to take advantage of this offer go to paleovalley.com slash keto fill up your cart and enter the coupon code keto 20 that's keto 20 at checkout to apply a 20 percent off discount on your entire purchase if you're unsure of the link simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Then we have keto and performance. So you might be working out and getting really frustrated because you don't know how to time your food. And um, I show you some outlines, which are kind of challenging to read, just with like the suggested timing for exercise and eating. So we probably won't go through that. But I'll just kind of like show you when we get to that section so that you can see how it's outlined. And I'll try my best to explain it in a way that makes sense, like audio based, but know that it's probably just best to like look at the outlines because there's a lot of tables and numbers and things that can get challenging to understand when I'm just speaking. So no matter what your activity or exercise of choice may be, there's a lot to be gained by incorporating a ketogenic diet into the mix. Having said that, if you have a big competition event or race coming up, Or if you're immersed in beast training mode for any other reason, it would be best to hold off on switching nutritional gears until you've resumed your normal level of training or activity. 
When you are ready, let's take a look at some of the adjustments you could consider making to improve your performance while on a ketogenic diet. The absolute best exercise is to pair keto with aerobic exercise, which requires the output of a steady level of energy with limited or no bursts of intense activity. One example of this is running a marathon. Aerobic athletes can be fueled exclusively on fat. These athletes do not need to practice carb ups with training for or participating in an event. In fact, they usually perform better without carb ups. Now, if you're not familiar with carb ups, just go to the Google machine and type in carb ups, healthful pursuit. You'll find the information. Anaerobic exercise in which athletes engage in short bursts of intensity followed by rest is trickier to pair with keto. Now, that's not impossible. It just means you need to adjust things. And that's okay because anaerobic activities actually help us burn down our glycogen stores, which can be really helpful when we're starting our ketogenic diet. CrossFit and HIIT are two examples of anaerobic exercises. Anaerobic athletes require some form of glycogen or glucose in order to be successful. Now, it's not like required required, but I find mostly because this is a book about women, it's like required for 90% of the women that I've worked with. I find men can go longer times without carbs, do their high intensity interval training, and they're like, what, what, you need carb ups? No, um, but I just find women need more of that. So anaerobic athletes require some form of glycogen or glucose in order to be successful. While the liver can make glucose through gluconeogenesis, that doesn't necessarily happen during activity or in sufficient quantities to fuel the activity. For this reason, anaerobic athletes on a ketogenic diet will almost always be able to perform better, harder, and faster with the addition of carb ups. Which carb up practice is most effective depends on your activity level, intensity, goals, and fat adaption ability. And I talk about all of this in the book. I can't possibly get to all of it in one video. A great way to determine which fat fuel profile to choose for your activity is to ask yourself these two questions. And if you're like, fat fuel profile, what's that? It's also in the book. It's basically uh, different strategies that you can follow to eat the ketogenic diet with just different macros depending on your goals. Ask yourself these two questions. How often do I work out? Once a week, twice a week, uh, you want to do full keto. Three to four times a week, the adapted, burn, adapted fat burner profile with two carb ups in a week. Five or more times a week, adapted fat burner with two to three carb ups a week. How many really heavy lift sessions do I do per week? If you do one, full keto fat fuel profile. If you do two, adapted fat burner with two carb ups. And if you do three, adapted fat burner with three carb ups. So all of this is outlined and it might not make 100% sense to you just because you haven't read the full book. <laughs> so it's kind of a teaser. I also talk about fasted cardio. Uh, if you enjoy waking up, working out before you do anything else, even flossing your teeth, you're going to love this. I remember in my previous life, when I was a long distance runner and cyclist, I needed to fuel up before, during, and after my training sessions. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, fasted cardio is exactly what it sounds like. You wake up, strap on those running shoes, and hit the pavement on a completely empty stomach. This is beneficial because it increases autophagy, generates higher ketones, extends your fast, and generally means a boost in energy during your session. If the idea of running on empty doesn't tickle your fancy, you're probably not ready for fasted cardio, and that's totally okay. If you have hormonal imbalances, I'd avoid trying fasted cardio until balance is restored. But when you become interested in getting your heart pumping without consuming anything beforehand, give it a try and see how you feel. I never, ever recommend continuing to fast after a workout. 
Okay, did you hear that? I never, ever, ever recommend continuing to fast after a workout, even if you feel you could go six more hours without food. It is important to eat after a workout to fuel your body properly and assist with building muscle. Don't think that you're doing yourself a favor by skipping the post-workout meal. Trust me, I did this for months because I was curious about what would happen. And, you know, because Dwayne Johnson was doing it. (laughs) So why couldn't I? (laughs) Because my body is exactly like Dwayne Johnson's body, obviously. (laughs) Oh, Leanne. But I'm so sad to report that it was a big mistake. It affected my ability to generate ketones. Okay, so now we get to the point where I'm going to kind of go through suggested timing and exercise and eating and how to time your carb ups and your food based on your activity level. I'm going to try my best to explain this properly, but I highly recommend if you've already pre-ordered the book, just go to page 209 when you get it and just read it because it'll probably make a lot more sense to just see it all outlined. Uh, I'm just going to make sure I think there were a couple of questions that came in. Ooh, pre-ordered. Hey, from Brazil. I really like Orange Theory. I'm guessing that this workout needs some food adjustments. Yes. It's more high-intensity interval training with a little bit of aerobics built in, but it's mostly hit. I don't know if I missed it. What regimen would you suggest for a 67-year-old postmenopausal woman who would like to build muscle? I now do cardio and light to moderate weights four to six times per week. Yeah, you did miss it. I was just talking about movement daily, strength building two to three times per week, and high intensity, which sounds like it's missing from your program, one to two times per week. So strength building four to six times per week, I find that to be too much. You really don't need to do that much. You only need about two to three days of strength building. And then one to two times per week, you're doing more of the high intensity interval training. Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, the makers of my favorite magic elixirs like the Lion's Mane Elixir. Add to coffee, your morning tea, smoothies, shakes, you name it and watch your anxiety go down and your cognitive function increase. Each of their elixirs are formulated to support various aspects of your health and wellness from brain function to energy production, relaxation and more. They're easy to travel with, you can add them to any liquid and they're pretty tasty too. Use the coupon code KETO, all in caps, for 15% off all things at foursigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Okay, so the meat of the whole thing happening right now. The following are if-then scenarios for timing your snacks and meals in relation to your exercise preferences. Some include carb ups, others suggest using carbs in small doses to boost performance. All of these suggestions are based on my personal experiences and or of those people I've encountered and worked with. This isn't intended as the be all end all of solutions. It's more of a starting point to help you define a strategy that works best for your body. If you're not yet fat adapted, you may find that the process of becoming fat adapted will affect your training and or increase your appetite. Following the steps on page 110 for overcoming keto flu and eating more fat until your body fully adjusts to the new fuel source is probably going to be your best bet. Um, Okay, let's imagine that you enjoy morning exercises and it's an aerobic exercise. So let's pretend we're doing morning aerobic exercises. Pre-workout, option number one, you can stay fasted. Option number two If you need something in your belly, have your first meal before working out and skip your post-workout meal. 
Now, if you decide with option one that you want to stay fasted, option number one, you uh, enjoy your first keto meal 30 to 45 minutes after the activity. Option number two, if you ate before your workout, skip the post-workout meal and wait until you get hungry to enjoy a balanced keto meal. Okay, makes sense. Now, if you enjoy a morning exercise, but it's more anaerobic, like you're doing a high-intensity interval training, I just tried to make my MacBook um, a touchscreen. That's not going to work. I don't eat right after a workout. Usually I do a Raphael latte. That's fine. Just some sort of food. And in here, I talk about what might be best depending on what kind of workout you're doing because a rocket fuel latte may not be the best choice to do after a fasted workout, depending on your goals. Um, do you talk about breastfeeding and pregnancy in the book? I do. I'm already loving this book. Recently started adding carb ups. Uh, can't wait to read it. Oh, I'm so excited for you to get it. I'm allergic to hit. Would all this apply to devoted yoginis? It sure would. Uh, earlier in the recording, I talked about how yoga is incorporated, like power yoga is the same thing and can be um, treated exactly the same. I pre-ordered and I'm so glad that I did. Oh, yay. That's awesome. So let's do another example. Anaerobic pre-workout. Okay, so let's pretend we're doing a morning exercise, anaerobic. Your pre-workout is going to be option number one, stay fasted. Option number two, have a rocket fuel latte. And I include the recipe in the book one hour before your activity. So I find the rocket fuel lattes are better before a workout than after. Option number three, have a small quantity of carbs, 20 to 40 grams, 15 to 30 minutes before the activity. And this is not considered a carb up. It's just to supply your body with enough glucose to get going in the morning. That's all it is. Okay. You're going to burn through that really quickly and like, don't worry about it. Now the post-workout after you're done working out, if you chose option one, which was to stay fasted, enjoy your first keto meal, like an actual meal, 30 to 45 minutes after the activity option number two. So if you chose to have a rock of fuel latte, Enjoy a carb and protein snack 30 to 45 minutes after the activity. This is not considered a carb up. It's just to supply your body with enough glucose to replenish muscles. Okay. Okay. So that's an example of morning workouts. I go on to explain how to do afternoon workouts, evening workouts, both aerobic and anaerobic, and how to structure your pre-workout and post-workout meal, and how to um, enjoy carb ups if you're doing that or not, depending on your protocol. So I really tried to think of everyone when it came to how to structure your workouts with your meals. I'm not going to go through a, every single one of them, but you can find them on starting on page 209, and I'll kind of just show you how they're structured. So it gives you like the timing, the type of workout, what to do for pre-workout, what to do for post-workout, and then explains what to eat, how to eat it, and when. And also there's a little truth bomb on this page. After afternoon workouts, anytime between 2.30 p.m. and 5 p.m. your local time are the most beneficial for hormones, weight management, sleep quality, and mood stabilization. So if you can choose, that's going to be the best time to do it. Not practical for all, but I thought I'd throw that in there because it could be practical on your weekends, your days off, whatever you consider uh, to be that. Okay, so thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you have questions, feel free to post them. I think there are a couple more that I'll go through right now. I read from my book, Keto for Women today. Okay, let's read some comments. So excited to get this book. Um, Fat Field Q Quai. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Uh, two to five is the best timing for hormones and workouts. Wow, yes. Also, if you're like, is this lady making all this stuff up? I'm not. Starting on page 388, I included references like I do in all of my books. 
but I organize them by um, topic. So you guys can easily find all the sections really easily. Really awesome. So there's that. Thank you for sharing this today. Awesome information already. I'm changing what I do today. Awesome. Let me know how it goes. I do address infertility. My daughter has been trying for a year. I do. I had fertility issues for a long, long time. So I talk about that in this book in the hormone section, which starts here and ends. There's this much on fertility. So many, many pages, like almost 100 pages. Okay, I pre-ordered everything, talking about exactly what I was researching. Okay, cool. I keep trying to make my laptop. Will a carb up throw you out of ketosis, and then do you have to repeat or never really be in ketosis? Uh, No. What happens when you do a carb up before a workout or any case, uh, if you are fat adapted, your body will just burn through the carbs and go back to burning fat. It's almost like asking... If you're glucose fueled, which you have been for a while, if I eat coconut butter, will I get into ketosis and then not be able to ever burn carbs again? No, it's the same thing. Once your body adapts to this way of eating and this way, this metabolic shift, it's very hard to get out of it. Like not hard to get out of it, but like, it's not like, boop, all of a sudden it's gone and you'll never burn fat again. Uh, It's just a couple of hours where your body is burning through the glucose that you just consumed and then it goes back to burning fat because that's what it knows. Uh, Late to the party, is this from your Keto for Women book? Yes, I just read from Keto for Women. Beautiful cover, right? Oh my God, I love this cover. Oh, I just love it. Uh, Pre-ordered, but I sent... Do I still need to enter for the prizes? Yes, you need to manually enter for the prizes and the giveaways and everything. You guys can go to ketoforwomen.com to put in your information there. Otherwise, I have no way of knowing who pre-ordered the book and who didn't. I'm going to get pre-order numbers today. I told you guys that if we hit 2,000 pre-orders by today, I'm going to buy a big Starbucks card and then share a screenshot of my Starbucks card on my Instagram stories. And you guys can go to Starbucks and treat yourself to a coffee. So let's see. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks so much for chilling. And hopefully I'll see you guys in the coming days while I do more of these readings. If you have any uh, requests on what you want me to read next, let me know. And I will see you guys in a couple of days. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.